welcome to the Live Pro Podcast, where today I have the pleasure of having Kaylee Zaytuni, who is an illness recovery coach. Our topic today is cosmic being, which I am very excited to talk about. Um, uh, we had a chance to kind of talk about all your experiences in life, and you've had a lot going on in a short amount of time on Earth, so I'm interested in talking about that. How are you doing today, Kaylee? I'm really good. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to delve deep into our topic today, but before we go there, why don't you start out and give us a, a brief history of your journey and your experiences in life? <laughs> the funny part is the brief part. Um, I, Do your I, best. Yeah. Um, I haven't been, uh, you know, on this earth for, for many, many, very many years, but I have experienced a lot. So I will tell you that, that for me, my journey really started when I was 12. And, and I really mean that, like, I, I barely have any memories from before that age. And when I was 12, I was diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis. So obviously that was completely life-changing. My world was upside down within seconds. And, and it's interesting because when I say I don't have any memories from before that, I, that to me is significant because I wasn't really present in my life. And so really life started from diagnosis. And while for so many people, that would be like absolute disaster. And in many ways it was, I'm not going to pretend it was like, it was hard. It was rough. Okay. But it's also what gave my life meaning. I started to realize how lucky I was to be able to see on the days that I could see how lucky I was to be able to walk on the days I could walk. Like just every tiny ability and gift became massive it just became this huge gift so and as a kid we don't most children are not thinking about these things so I feel like I had an awakening at a very early age and um and my family went through that along with me so as did my community so in many ways every every aspect of life suddenly became so much more meaningful so that really informed like who I became and and how I grew up and and a lot of what we're going to actually talk about today which is realizing like oh I I can make an impact I can make a difference so we'll we'll get into that but um that that informed much of you know my adolescence and my my early adult um experience because I was constantly balancing I want to make an impact life is short I know how short life is I know how fragile life is so I always felt this drive. I got to, I, I have to help others. I have to do something and also living with illness, severe illness. I mean, I was living quite, it, it was rough. There were really, really rough moments. Um, and, and then I would say like, like the next, like, so that, that in my mind was, I, I guess I growing up with a major life challenge, I for some reason, I came to the belief that you that's it. Like you just need every person lives through one life challenge, like one big challenge. Mm -hmm. And it's like a quota. Right. <laughs> and so I always thought like I've met my quota um, and and uh, life and God decided to show me otherwise, <laughs> um, which now, of course, I understand. I'm like, oh, no, no. Each challenge just prepares you for the next one. And in my uh, 20s. Or no, sorry. Um, let me go back. Hold on. So no, in my early, my early thirties, um, I was engaged 
and um my my fiance died um totally suddenly out of the blue just didn't wake up one morning and that was a massive like I don't even I can't even call it a challenge I don't know it's like everything stops everything stops and I literally thought like I was just going to break and so but in the exact same moment I realized and I had that what I told you like I thought that quota so I was like wait what like but I did my part I faced challenges I faced life this what this can't be it couldn't be real which of course is like part of what we know of grief is just denial but for me it was just this logic of I don't why should I have to face more challenges and that's really when I realized like oh no everything was just preparing me for this moment and that's when my much deeper healing and becoming started so as much as I had to as as a little girl learn to take care of myself in new ways and grow up very quickly this, this was a different kind of, of becoming, um, because you break, there's no, there's no, there's no need for personality when you're, when you're mourning, when you're facing death, you just, you're just kind of broken. And as you start to put together the pieces, I, I find, um, that the new, like the real you can emerge. And so in that process, I also, um, it was, it, it wasn't exactly the same timing. A couple of years earlier, I had this awareness that, or no, about a year before, yeah, a year before he died, I had this awareness that um, I did not want to live with disease anymore. And I was just done. And like, this could not continue. I wasn't going to live the rest of my life this way. And so I, I made a decision. I made a commitment to figure out whatever it would take to heal. And I took, I went on a deep dive to understand everything I could about the body, understanding how to, I wanted to hack it. I wanted to hack my own body, understand how, how are, how is everything connected? What could be leading to this? And then how can I, you know, um, reverse engineer that. And um, through a very, very deep process, I was able to thank God um, heal. And, you know, it's always important to like, God is the healer. I give a hundred percent gratitude to God, but we are co-creators. And that's a lot of what we'll talk about today. And, um, so I use the tools that we are given in this world, um, by the divine to, to heal my body. And from that process, um, and, and through healing from David's death, that, that was his name. Um, I, I did end up healing my body and, and then like slowly people started hearing (laughs) that I was living disease free and people who knew me since I was a little girl and were like, wait, how is that possible? So obviously questions started coming up. And in that process, I started sharing and um, slowly people asked if I would help them. And I never considered that. I just thought, whatever, I'm just happy to be healthy. Like I never thought this yeah. was going to be my life. It was like, I'm just relieved. Um, yeah. But at that stage, um, it became clear that that what I experienced was um, was something I could repeat. So now it's been five, six years now that um, I'm guiding other people to heal from symptoms of chronic illness. And, and uh, it's just been, it's just been a really magical ride. It's just been incredible. So high highs um, and really challenging lows. Um, But yeah, yeah, it has been a lot of life in a short time. I told you brief would be hard. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I mean, you've been through a lot and I, you know, I've, I've heard of similar stories and, having to go through such illness and uh, distress and, and, and 
things that you've been through, how did you stay positive? How did you get past these things? Because I know, you know, a lot of other people probably would have let it break them down to a point where they didn't have the will to stay as positive and, and want to be able to move on and have, you know, you're, you're obviously a very positive person and your energy is positive and you're very hopeful and you have all these things that you're not only doing for yourself, but you're helping other people do. But how, how did you stay strong through this whole thing? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, you know, I used to believe that it was just because I was like too naive as a child to to know better, to know the implications. And I realized that that that's probably not true. I think even even a kid who, you know, gets tough news, like they're still going to be down even if they don't know the implications. So I would say like the biggest thing, you know, is is I would I was just guided. I just had a lot of help yeah. and a lot of guidance. And, and I, I listened to my intuition, which many of us have, you know, have, have learned to, to turn off. Um, but I was able to still really hear that very loudly at that stage of my life. And, um, and the challenges I faced later in life, honestly, how I managed to stay positive was by actually going into the pain. Like the more we avoid our pain, the, the, the worse it is. The more it impacts us. Yeah. So if I'm like trying to stay optimistic and I'm trying to stay positive, I'm not actually being positive and I'm not feeling what's happening, like my actual feelings. And so then I can't be positive. Like then, then we see, we see this in people, like they just sort of fall apart. And because I was just, again, only later in life was able to get much more in touch with my feelings and my emotions. And when it comes to something like grief, like you don't have a choice like that, that pain is there. Um, but going all in on that really allowed me to then start to see silver linings, start to look for it. And I would say like, this was my own experience, but I would say that for others listening, I said, that's, that's a million dollar question. People are always like, how, how, how do I live with all of these challenges, all of these obstacles and still be happy, let alone get out of bed. Right. And, and I just, I really want to convey the message that this is a muscle. Like you have to build it. Don't wait till there's a crisis. I mean, for me, everything started in crisis, but you have to really cultivate um, this capacity to see, to focus on what you do have, to focus on what is available to you, to focus on what is working, right. That's how you then can be resilient and, and, and even notice any tiny silver lining when there's crisis. So as a child, you know, on the one hand, as I said, like I was guided someone, I, I don't, the divine helped me, this inner voice helped me. And also when, when you get a moment of eyesight, when you haven't for 30 days, yeah, you're going to be pretty grateful. <laughs> you know, you're going yeah. to be like, okay, well, if it happened that one moment, maybe it'll happen again. So it's, it's sort of just like learning to focus on what works when it works and being grateful for that without, I don't, I, without sugarcoating, right. We don't want to be, we don't want to go into toxic positivity. We don't want to pretend we're all okay. It's just like, it's being real. It's being right. real. Yeah. That's very interesting. I mean, to really think about the perspective of everything that you've said, you know, a lot of times we don't, we're not grateful for our health until we lose it right that's when we start thinking how grateful we are is when we don't have it um, and it's 
we need to we need to maintain the level of positivity throughout our lives and be grateful for what we have and you know life is short and like you know like your experience one day one day hopefully later in life one day we're not going to wake up either and that's just a fact of life so why not take every single day and appreciate what you have and and take care of yourself Mm-hmm. Which brings us to our topic today, uh, which is <laughs> cosmic being. Yeah. What is what does that mean? What is the definition of cosmic being? So for for me, that definition is that that you that every single one of us has unlimited capacity to alter our own reality and our own lives and to impact the entire universe. So, like you just asked, for example, like how how did I stay positive? Well, when you start to realize that you're part of a much bigger picture and that it's actually, you know, not just this life and it's not just me, you start to, to, you can kind of zoom out and get new perspective on your reality. And, and the reality we have when it's just me, it's just that I'm a little human, I'm a tiny human and I'm limited. It's, it can be crushing. So whenever we, when we can start to expand and go, oh, hold on, I have powers, I have abilities, I'm unlimited, I can make an impact, I can change, I'm actually, I actually have soul in me, which means I have creative power, I can actually create, it changes the whole game. Yeah, but Ken, you know, I feel like the older we get, we feel like we have less power. So I mean, most people, I would say maybe 99 out of 100 people that I talk to would probably tell me that they don't have the power to change the world. Is that <laughs> true? Is that true? No, it's. I mean, is it true that they believe that? Yeah, that's well, true. I mean, <laughs> it's true that they believe it, but is it true yeah. that, I mean. No, of course it's what... not true. Of course yeah. it's not true. And yeah. I think I agree with you. It's as we age. I felt much more empowered and unlimited as a child than I do now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to remind myself of that. I have to remind myself that at 14 years old, I was a CEO running a national nonprofit organization because I didn't believe in limitation. I was like, sure, I'll do it. Why not? Like, try to yeah. stop me. You know, you kind of have like that attitude. And now I have to remind myself, hey, that little girl could do it. You could do it. Right. Um, I think that that as adults, we're so um, we get very dense. And we also have much more of the prefrontal cortex of our brain develop. That part of the brain is going to be analyzing pros and cons and, you know, and really doing the critical thinking. And that actually doesn't serve us when it comes to becoming like stepping into being a cosmic being. The the cosmic being, the divine part of us is not weighing pros and cons. <laughs> the divine part of us knows that we are all connected, knows that, that we have unlimited power and is not is not sitting going like okay let's make a pro con list it's just like you have a light to shine you are here for a reason and for a purpose go shine it like it who cares if four people know who cares if one person knows who cares if four thousand people know you're just doing what you came to do and the more we each get into alignment with who we really are that's what makes the impact Right. So it's easy to think like, how, who am I to go change the world? We have to just be us being, being me and being, doing a good job of being me actually has way more impact than all the hundreds of thousands of dollars that I raised. Like when I was running a nonprofit and, and I thought it was so important to me, I had to make an impact, but I was killing myself. 
I was sacrificing my own health and my own well-being. And I told myself it's because I'm making this impact. So of course, we're going to get overwhelmed by that. Of course, we're going to think, who am I to change the world? We have to shift the paradigm and uh, paradigm and what it means to, to embody, like to really own that you are a divine cosmic being is understanding that the more I master myself, which could mean deep inner work, it could mean healing my trauma. It, could, it doesn't mean, you know, like feeding a third world country. That's not what it has. That's not what it has to be. The more each of us is being us, the whole world changes. And if we think about it, look look at how much charity is happening in the world, right? There is, there's a ton, there's way more than we realize, okay? And yet we're still living in a world of a lot of suffering, a lot of challenges. Yeah. And if you look at the individuals, we've never had such a high rate of chronic illness, such a high rate of depression, anxiety. We've never seen anything like this in the history of the world. So if each person were to just start taking care of themselves, doing their own inner work, their own inner healing, we'd look, we'd be looking at a very different world. Yeah. So, you know, and each person would then be able to step into their purpose. And I really believe we each have our own, our own individual purpose. But when I'm doing what my parents wanted me to do or what the community thinks is good, then I'm not serving anyone. Yeah. Well, how do, how do we get to that point? I mean, a lot of us are just used to a certain routine and we think that that's really the true us or wake up, go to work, take care of our kids, do all the things we've done routinely. Mm -hmm. How do we get to the point where we can evoke this change and get to the point where we can turn the light on? Like, what's that process look like? Yeah, well, that's that's a big question. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it starts with obviously like being mindful of your situation and maybe putting yourself either working with a coach or putting yourself or in a, on a platform where we, you know, obviously listening to this podcast is a good step, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, is there something that you do with your clients that helps them kind of bring out the true self? Yeah. I think the most important place to start is to learn to get quiet. So we, we call this meditation. People freak out about that word. <laughs> I, I used to be one of those people that freaked out about that word. Okay. Yeah, guilty as charged. Me too. Yeah. When we learn to get quiet though, which so many of us are allergic to, if we can get quiet, we can start to hear the inner voice. We all have it. We all have intuition. We all have no one, the people who've like later in life, that's a massive life experience and had a whole shift of career. They'll tell you. They always had a nagging voice inside of them. They were just ignoring it. They were moving yeah. too fast, just as you said. They were in their routine. So they they weren't listening to the voice that literally every morning was like, please don't walk into the office again today, please. Not because you don't, you're not good at what you do, because this just isn't who you were born to be. Anyone who later in life discovers that will tell you they knew. Yeah. So if we can start by getting quiet, it could be as simple as five minutes a day. And I really try to start people really small with this, just very small, very bite-sized. People will hear me speak sometimes and see the capacity of like the trajectory of my life and how much, how for me, healing my body is a way bigger accomplishment than raising a million dollars. Who cares yeah. about the million yeah. dollars, right? Like I just did like the quote unquote impossible and realized, oh my gosh, now everything is possible. Anything yeah. is at my fingertips once you do something like that. So people will, I, I get emails like this all the time. I heard you talk and I started meditating an hour every day. 
but now I can't meditate at all. Like, okay. So like, be gentle with yourselves, you know, start somewhere and know that. And also don't push, like it, it can be really frustrating to, well, if I have that voice inside of me, then I should just know. And a week of five minutes of silence, it shall just pop in. Just be patient five minutes a day. You can, you can always increase. And the other thing I would say is it's never been easier. We have access to so much in the palm of our hands. You just open one app and you can listen to motivation and inspiration. You can have guided meditation, start to explore, get outside the box. So spend that five minutes of quiet or guided meditation every day, and then start to listen to topics that just excite you. Not about moving your life forward, not about you know, getting the promotion in business, not about how to be a better parent. Maybe that's what's what's exciting to you, but do it because it's your passion, because it it gets you curious. That's going to start to kind of help people connect the dots and reawaken that inner voice. Yeah. So all of this starts with our physical health and our mental health, right? It's it's a, it's a combination of works together. And what you're saying is, if we focus on ourselves and we get to the point where we have clarity, then we can affect the people around us. How, how does that work? You know, if we have, we have our colleagues, we have our friends, we have our acquaintances, we have our community, we have our neighbors. So there's a huge, huge, like there's, there's an 8 million, 8 billion population. And then there's our world, right? The people that we associate with, with, our, how do we, how does that even, how does that transpire where we, are better and now everybody around us are better because of that. How, how do you see that? That's be- that's that's a really really beautiful question. So, let's look at it the other direction for a second. We've all had the experience where someone's in a bad mood, someone's had a bad day and and they walk into the house angry. They didn't say anything. Hmm. They just walked into the house. You could feel, you know something's wrong. You know, right? And you, we don't even I can you probably couldn't even backtrack what made me know to walk up to that person and say, Hey, what's going on? Right. Or to avoid the person for the next few hours, we feel that energetically. So if we could feel that, why wouldn't we be able to also feel the energy of someone in alignment, trusting themselves, living passionately, knowing that they are unlimited people around you feel it. They really do. I mean, I had a, I had a client recently. It was so, she, she was able to describe it so clearly. She said that she, she hadn't seen friends in a while. She got together with some friends and they, they were just like in awe of her. They, and, and they couldn't, they were just like, you're so you, you're so calm. You're so centered. Mm-hmm. You're the words you're saying are so on point. It's they, one of them reflects her. Like, I feel like, you know, exactly what I'm about to say as I'm saying it now. She's not like clairvoyant. Okay. She just, she just learned to be because we're human beings, not human doings. Right. And she did this in order to heal her body. Okay. She was having very loud symptoms. So she, something was going on and she had to learn to calm down the nervous system. And in that process, she loves who she's become so much more and everyone's reflecting it to her. Yeah. Right. But they don't know what she did. They don't know the journey she was on. They don't know the steps she was taking. They're all of a sudden at lunch going, so something's something's happening there. So people pick up on it. And as they pick up on it, they shift, especially children, children's energy, like they, children feel this so much. So especially if there's like a parent listening, even aunts and uncles, that's the first 
ring that that will be impacted by by you taking care of you your own mental health your own spiritual well-being and yeah. and your own physical health they they will feel it they will feel it and you're you're modeling that for them yeah absolutely i see that i mean i i tend to gravitate to people around my in my you know circle of friends and family i gravitate as you do probably to people that are positive and they have that energy because they exert that and you feed off of that and it and it we and it becomes like sponges but on the other hand i mean there's people in our lives that are not not positive more negative people what suggestions do you have do you do you stay away from those people or do you do you, how do you not let those people affect you mm-hmm. any yeah. a, any advice yeah totally <laughs> asking for a friend asking for a friend asking for a friend <laughs> yeah, of course you don't have anyone like that in your life um look i mean it's natural you know and and we don't always choose the people in our lives um so it's natural for that to happen and for those listening like we we may have been those people at some point you know so we want to we want to um balance all of that you know um one thing for me is to look at everything as a value proposition so if on the one hand, it's like, well, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or I don't want to lose that friend or distance myself. On the other hand, what's more important to me, my, my own well-being, my own happiness, my own ability to stay centered, that has to be more important, right? For my physical well-being, for my sanity. So one thing that I kind of measure is like, can I go have that coffee date? and still feel sane and good and in me? Can I do it while I'm on the coffee date? And can I do it afterwards, right? Do I have a way to reset? And if if there's a question mark, I don't go on the coffee date, right? I'm not gonna go sit with someone and listen to how terrible their life is for an hour, which ironically as a therapist, like I listen to that a lot, but it doesn't drop my vibration. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel negative to me because we're processing. So I think that's the other rule is like, is somebody trying to figure out where to grow from here can can you go with them on the journey of life or does this person just need to to be the victim right. and so i would say look i know this is it's a hard pill to swallow but you do separate from a lot of people especially when it comes to the journey of physical health my my clients know this i'm just like it's not worth your health if you can go back later now that you're healthy and interact And now, you know, now, like now people like who go through my course have tools to manage those moments, to stay in themselves in those moments. We need to be, be developing those tools. The other thing I would say is, again, there's a family member, there's someone you're not about to separate from. It's very important to to acknowledge I am me and they are them. Yeah. Right. So when you're sitting across from that person, they could be sharing, you can be very compassionate, very compassionate, very caring without now going into their story, into their lives, feeling it for them. So many people pride themselves on like, I'm an empath. I could feel everything. I'm like, yeah. And you're also now living with a bunch of symptoms and calling me crying. So you can't hold it actually. So we pride ourselves on, I I want, I'm feeling what you're feeling. I think that's like the biggest slap in the face to the person who's going through something. If people, when people used to tell me like, I totally know how you feel. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) You could not possibly walk in these shoes and have any concept of what I'm going through. So it's not healthy. We've created this culture that I'm supposed to feel with the other. No, it's not healthy. We need to just say, I am me. This person is them. I'm here to be a listening ear, to show love, care, and support. And that's all. I don't need to now merge with them. So we're we're really good at the merging part, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I... 
I love what everything you've said and the the it's challenging, right? It's really challenging at times not to let other people's emotions or negativity impact your positivity or your well-being. But yeah. and it's it's very important to understand as you said is we can't put ourselves in their shoes. Like we can't really understand what life has had in in store for them and we can't we can't feel their feelings uh so we need to be more mindful of that and and you know everybody has their own reasons for having their own emotions and their negativity and it starts it starts with compassion and understanding and yeah not letting it affect us and 100 i super agree with that and going back to what you had mentioned earlier you know, when, when you start to develop that, that inner quiet, and when we, when we can step into knowing, oh, I'm an unlimited cosmic being, you also then can start developing a lot more tools for those moments. Yeah. So on one is like, you can, you can, you know, offer compassion, but you can also, you know, creatively gently say, Hey, you know, I started this morning practice. I do it every morning. It's changed my life. So just to share with like your listeners, um, it like one small thing that really helps to stay, you know, in positive, in a positive state throughout the day, cause life happens, it's going to happen. So I always say like, okay, if you wake up here, okay. Which I guess the people listening can't hear us. So I'm like putting my hand up, right. If you wake up at a certain level, then throughout the day, like you get bad news. Okay. And then there's some like national warning of something. So throughout the day, your mood is dropping significantly. Yeah right? And then you go to lunch with that friend who's just like, all they can do is talk about all the terrible things happening in their life. So now you've spent all that time draining yourself and now you're even lower. So we have to start our days so much higher so that at least after each hit throughout the day, at least I'm like kind of at a decent place and not like completely just drowning in mud and, and, and have lost all my joy. So I always say, make sure you start your day really, 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 really strong. For me, I start with a gratitude practice. This can be so simple. Okay. But starting in gratitude is so powerful. And by the way, that rewires the brain. If your first thoughts in the morning are gratitude, your brain has already changed the way it's going to function the rest of the day. Yeah. Right. So remember how I said, like, I wanted to hack the body. I wanted to understand this. Oh, I, I can tell the brain what to do the rest of the day. It doesn't get to just like have all these crazy running thoughts like, oh, okay, let's do that. Why not? So that's one example. The other thing I start my day with is affirmations, which so many people roll their eyes at and it's life-changing. It's absolutely life-changing. And you don't just like say one or two. I sit there for 10 minutes and I do them on repeat until I'm so absolutely crazy in love with myself. If you don't feel in love with yourself by the end of your affirmations, you're not doing them. (laughs) Like, I don't know, you're doing it wrong. So that's, that for me is like, that's just an example of one tool that, that to me, a cosmic being is of course going to be stepping into because this is who you are, because you are a living embodiment of the divine as that, that now that person is so much more prepared to sit with someone who's a little bit negative that day, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Well, I think, I think you really much nailed the epitome of our talk today is all of this being part of a cosmic being 
is working on ourselves to a point where we love ourselves. So everything we do each day is to a point where to get us to the point where we're in love with ourselves. And that that really is the epitome of our conversation. It yeah. just comes it comes down to love, right? Yeah. The love for ourselves, yeah. the love for our neighbors, our family, our our community, our acquaintances and the rest of the world. And having that love creates that positivity that becomes infectious and it creates that platform for us to manifest all those things that we mm-hmm. want in life, whether it's career, whether it's health, whether it's love. And you know, as we grow, our perspective on life changes, you know, having to deal with MS at a young age, you know, probably puts you in a position where you had to grow up faster than, than you, oh, yeah. you know, cared to do so. But that was, that was the cards that you were dealt in life. And that was, yeah. that was the path that, you know, that was set before, before you, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and all, all too often that happens world life happens to us. But mm-hmm. we, we can't have that perspective, right? Like life happens for us and the, all these things happen for a reason. And we need to, you know, we're not, we're not alone in this world. You know, whatever has happened, happens to us has happened to other people and they've yeah. persevered either, either you learn to fight through it and you mm-hmm. become better because of it mm-hmm. or, or you let it break you down to a point where it, it, it actually becomes you and and that's it doesn't define you right the things that happen to us don't define us it's it yeah. it helps us become better and that's yeah. you know that's the point of of the life pro podcast right is all these things that we i that we want to set out is ways and tools that we can improve our lives um and one thing that i ask all of my guests is what is you know what is one thing that you want to teach the world so i ask you kaylee what is one thing you want to teach the world i want to teach the world that every single person has unlimited power to alter the entire universe and that can come in many forms right for me it has come through healing my body right and something that was seemingly impossible and and everybody has access to that And everybody has access to so many other things you you can't even begin to fathom. And the more you go in, you will discover your own universe. You'll discover you are a cosmic unlimited being. You can do anything, anything. And that, that anything for you will alter all of reality. Yeah. I love that. And it's important to remember that it takes baby steps. You can't change the world all in one day, but if you, improve your life even if it's 0.1% every single day that will compound to 100% that your yeah. life will keep improving so no matter you know you know you talked about what level of day you're starting like you know that's not going to happen overnight right it's going to it's going to take work mm-hmm. and anything that's worth worth it requires work so 100% yeah uh, it's it's also you know you're you're in LA right Yes. So you're, I grew up in LA and I mean, it's like one of my like favorite things going up was basketball Lakers. Right. So, and we have to stop and realize like they don't win the championship at the championship. Right. Right. We all know this quote, but how many of us actually live it? They win every day at practice. That's what allows the athlete to win. 
Yeah. We have to do, we have to show up for ourselves in that way. You don't need, yeah. you know, you don't need the NBA contract. Do it for you Yeah. <laughs> to just show up every day practicing these tools and, and there you will see the payoff. Yeah. And I love that you brought the Lakers up because I'm a huge Laker fan. And my favorite play of all time is Magic Johnson. And the reason that I really, you know, there's many reasons why I love him so much, but he was, I mean, he was the foundation for the team, right? He was a great player, but he was almost, he was also infamous for making everybody around him a better player. And I think that's the epitome of our conversation here, right? He focused yeah. on himself and through making himself the best player he could. Mm -hmm that rubbed off on all his teammates, right? He was, he was encouraging his other teammates and he came, he's one of the most positive people I've ever met. Right. He, he had to, he had to battle HIV when there was no cure. And now, you know, at his age, I think he's 60 years old or so, something like that, 60 plus he's probably not only, not only at a point where you can't detect the HIV levels, He's one of the healthiest people out there, right? Because yeah. he's focused on himself and he yeah. he had to conquer the impossible at the time. And he was yeah. able to do it because he set his mind to it. And right. on that day, when he when he announced that he had HIV, he said he was going to beat it. Like he knew that he was going to beat it. And he was so positive about it. Everybody thought he was crazy. Everybody was, you know, already yeah. ready to plan his, uh, ready to plan his funeral and look at him now. So, yeah, look, the mind is, is so powerful and our cells literally hear like his cells heard him say that his yeah. cells heard that determination that he was going to heal. And, and I, and I see that, you know, not, I'm not just in me, but in all of my clients. And I just want to, to zero in on, on a nuance that you keep mentioning. You you keep saying like, you know, he was focused on himself. He took care of him. And, and it's so easy for us to think in our world today that that being selfish is bad. Yeah. Right. And you and I had kind of talked about this a little bit before um, before we came on. And it is the greatest gift you can give to those around you. Right. And I, I, the easiest way for me to explain this is for for parents, you know, looking at their children. Would you want your child to grow up? always kind of sacrificing themselves for others? Or do you want your child to learn that they are valuable enough, worthy enough to take an hour for themselves, <laughs> to take the 30 minutes to meditate, right? To go for the walk, to make sure to hit the gym that day, right? Rather than like, no, I have to keep just giving to everybody else because I can't, I can't put me first, you know? No, you'd want that kid to learn that because you want your child to grow up taking care of themselves and valuing themselves. So when we look at someone who I, I, I try to differentiate self-centered is sort of like the world revolves around me. Well, not so much. You have to show up for you and become the best you do the healing of you so that you can do the most for others. And, and he's like, that's a really good example because then he could contribute to the rest of the team. If you're not taking care of you, no, there's ego, there's insecurity, all this other stuff comes up. There's um there's a great uh, a great quote um from from uh like uh, a Jewish text and it says it says the that that everyone should every person should be carrying a note in each pocket. And in in one note it says the whole world was created for me. And the other note says the the mosquito was created before me. <laughs> So like on the one hand, like the we, we thought of the mosquito before you, 
Like you're not so important, right? Humble <laughs> yourself. And at the same time, the whole world exists for you right now in this moment. And so we kind of have to balance the two. And so I just, I, you, you, the way you said it, I thought was so cool. Like, oh yeah, that's not selfish. That's not negative. You do you and, and make sure you're the best you, then you have a cup to pour from, right. you know, and in just being you, you're going to impact others. Right. I love that. And I think that's, uh, that's huge. Like really that's, that's, that's the epitome of all of this, right. Is it, it it's not so simple and, and it means different things to different people. And all of us are probably going through different things all the time. And, <laughs> and we're, we're, it all takes work and it all takes effort. And, and as long as we have the right mindset and we're doing all these things that you talked about, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're getting to a point where we're, we're doing things better for the world and for the whole cosmic being. Totally. Yeah. Is, is there, um, was there a book that, you know, that maybe had an impact on you and helped you get through life? Um, wow. Yes. Many. Um, but what's coming to mind for me right now is the book of life after life, um, by Dove Bear Pinson. Um, and that, that helped me so much to gain perspective on just, yeah, this is like a blip on the radar, the time that we have here. It's so important, the time that we have here, but yeah. it's also, there's a much bigger picture and that, that helped me a lot, both to heal and, um, and to, to kind of live, you know, passionately. That's yeah. Great. So I recommend it. The book of life after life. <laughs> I, I love, I mean, obviously getting, people's perspectives and whole life experiences in just a simple book is, is so powerful. And, you know, I'm an avid reader and I, every, every book that I, you know, that I read, I always love to take at least one big thing and then help improve my life. So I, I love asking that question and getting people's feedback and perspective on that. Um, yeah. Last, last question for the day. Uh, how can people follow you or get in touch with you? Oh, awesome. Yeah. So um, they, you can follow me, um, on Instagram, um, that's probably where I'm the most available. Um, Kaylee Zaytuni official. Um, my website is kayleezy.com. And if anybody just wants to reach out, you can reach out to, to us at hello at kayleezy.com. Um, and I also wanted to mention only that, um, I have, I have an online course called get your body back and we're going to offer a discount to your listeners. Now, of course I hope your listeners are feeling good and healthy and don't need the, my course, um, but it is for people who are living with any chronic symptoms. Um, so we'll put a discount code in the show notes yes, um, yes. if that works. And um, so they can get a hundred dollars off um, and, and come be in our community of self healers. We would love to have them, even though, again, I hope it's not a need. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. I know you have, you've taught a lot to us in this last uh, 45 minutes or so. And I'm sure that you have a lot of, value to provide the world and so i'm excited to 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 hear more about that um you've definitely helped you know turn my light on a little bit brighter today i i really enjoyed our conversation and uh, the perspective you have and i think that you know to recap it's it's a shame that sometimes we have to go through these tough times to learn to appreciate these things to appreciate our health our well-being and life and it's important for us to uh you know be conscious of 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 all that and, and work towards getting that clarity that you talked about to be able to have, take the actions and really be authentic to our true self. 
Um, so I thank you for, for your conversation today. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And you should just be blessed to continue to have the energy to make this impact and and to share with so many people. This is so important. I love the name of this. I love your mission. Um, it should continue. That's what we're all here to do. We're here to really master life. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, may yeah. it continue. And just while we're here, I just want to bless everyone with so much health. I just when when I when I have something I'm grateful for, I just want to share it. So that's I like appreciate I appreciate that. And I would remind everybody to like, follow, and share and help us spread the word. Take care, Kaylee. Take care.